Ladies and gentlemen. Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder of Foreman. Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. Go to wagertalk.com, subscribe to Marco's Plays. Of course, uh, he is our Monday, Friday bookend here. Back from uh, Del Mar. That's funny. Marco's back from Del Mar. John Murray's on his way to Del Mar. You San Diego, you know, kids, just crack me up. But I can't blame you because I'm going to try to squeeze in Delmar myself like I try to do each and every August. It is fight week here in Las Vegas. Joe Cortez, the International Boxing Hall of Fame referee, he will join us at the bottom of the hour as we continue to talk Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence Jr. Looking forward to that for the undisputed welterweight championship of the world. We'll talk a little more football this hour as well, too inside the world-famous Superbook on a fabulous Friday edition. And everybody's in town for the fight. You've got everything else that's happening here in Las Vegas. But it, it must be important because T.J. Reed <laughs> just rolls around here. He gets on a flight from Florida. He's in town. He goes, I'm in town. I'm coming by the Westgate. T.J. Reeves goes from coast to coast, border to border. What's going on, brother? This is the galactically famous T.C. Martin show, and I could no longer resist <laughs> coming to the Westgate Superbook on a Friday to be with my initials brother from another mother and my man Marco in Vegas. I feel like I know him because we went through a two-hour yeah. episodic adventure together <laughs> mm -hmm. over the Internet, right? and now right. here we are in person, Marco. Technology is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Uh, and let me just say this. It is a different kind of heat, but my God, Dante's eighth ring of hell hot in, in Las Vegas. Now in Florida, thank you, Numchuck on it. Uh, in Florida, it's humid, so you're dripping to death yeah. within five to seven minutes of being outside. Here, you just suffocate after about 15 minutes in this. And uh, so, but you know what? We're here for it. I am here for the boxing stuff, which we're going to talk about. I know you got the Hall of Famer Joe Cortez coming to give you the boxing knowledge of being the man in the ring uh, as the third man in the ring. I, I am staying right in the shadow of the T-Mobile Arena for the fight tomorrow night, and I am not exaggerating. There had to be three or 4,000 people that were waiting outside in the heat for the free event for the ceremonial weigh-in. I don't know if they were coming with water, with fans, or whatever, but there had to be some people dropping, brother. This is a, uh, this is a regular occurrence that we have here. I know, but and, and, and today... And T.J. Reeves, he, he's from Florida, okay? So he's experienced, you know, warm temperatures, all right? The way he's dressed today, I thought he was coming from Colorado <laughs> Springs. This guy's wearing a long sleeve shirt. No, no, no. He made the trek from the, the strip over here, you know, uh, down to the Westgate. And uh, I, I, first of all, this know. is breathable. Uh, okay. This is breathable, thin. It's dry tech. It's covering up some of the body. Uh, you didn't get that from Dick, though, right? At least no. I'm not wearing any Dick shirts today. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank no. goodness for that. This is uh, Chuck's favorite. Ron, uh, Ron John, and, and no, it was not on the arm like most of the doctor's existence. I had to go and actually pay uh, for this material. So. Uh, but in any event, 
Uh, man, so that was some scene, and I was I was part of the press conference yesterday. My man Dan Rayfield and I doing stuff with BigFightWeekend.com and the podcast. The only thing that I want to know on the update, because the ceremonial weigh-in is now underway. He says the ceremonial is the, weigh-in. Well, because they did the official weigh-in yeah. this morning. Yeah. I kept saying, yeah. media members were going, well, you're not going to the weigh-in? You're not going to the weigh-in? I said, my understanding is the weigh-in was earlier today, and they both made weight. The rest of this is a show. Not unlike the T.C. Martin show. The rest is a show. But in any event, the Spence and Crawford families and entourages, that may be better than anything on the undercard uh, tomorrow night, brother. Yeah, so if there's, it, yeah. trouble, if there's trouble at the way in i will have missed that to be here with you but i would have it no other way i appreciate that okay so uh you've been here to vegas before when we were at our other location mm-hmm. at the other end of the strip uh correct now you're here at the westgate the superbook let's go uh, give, give give me give me your this thoughts place is amazing tell your people and you're not you're not paying me to say this no. but this place is amazing this is the largest uh, sports the book TVs. in the world my friend this is a, a, an add paradise in here <laughs> for the screens and the tickers my man marco's got the laptop working over here. You can wager on 17 things at once, apparently, uh, right here. So, yes, this is big time, hallowed ground. Let the record reflect, though, that I've been trying for two days to find you. You've been all over the place, and I came and found you today at the Westgate Superbook to see the doctor's show on a Friday. I appreciate you coming down. uh, I've been saying you need to get here more often. I mean, you know, this once every two or three years thing. Let the record reflect. What do you you think? We're, you know, let uh, the record reflect. Or something? I mean, this what? is the second time now that I have been to Vegas, yeah. and at the moment, your bagel, your <laughs> goose egg, your negative ghost rider on being in Tampa Bay. It is two nothing. I've come all the way out here. Where are your bones coming all the way? Back east to the two, Tampa Bay. Two area. different things, though. I mean, this yeah. is a destination. I don't think right. Tampa, Florida is really. In, in, uh, what's it? Hill, Hill, Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that, that's really a destination. Stand by, stand yeah. by. We have this stuff called water. Yeah. So the Gulf of Mexico and the water that you don't have here. And if you don't think it's a destination, you haven't been around in March and April okay. when half of the rest of America comes yeah. to West Central Florida. For full or disclosure. Or I, Miami. I, I get this a lot from people I know in Florida. I got this guy in Miami. He's been inviting me to come down, yes. wine, dine. I, I don't know. I just don't get to Florida. I don't get Apparently to Florida. I know. Not. I don't. And I don't mind Florida. Florida's fine. Man, I can't remember the last time. I think the last time I was in Florida was Orlando. And that was you know basketball related stuff way back in the day. So yeah, I would love to get down. You gotta to come. You don't have any warrants, Mar- Marco. Mar- Marco, does he have any warrants that we don't know about? Would there be no, a real no. legal reason why you can't? You gotta come our way and see some of this. They got the horse racing. We got the beaches. We got the amusement parks. We got all. We got all kinds of craziness with sports. Yeah, plenty of donut shops. You got donuts. I hit the donuts. I'm gonna, <laughs> where am I getting the donuts tomorrow here in Vegas? Oh. Because it's not going to be Saturday with the twins. We'll, we'll look you uh, up. Don't worry about that. Gotta get that going. Oh, yeah. We've got plenty of donut shots. Yeah, there is breaking news. No go, go, go ahead, Nubchuck. Tell, tell, tell TJ. No, no, I'm not even going to go on that one yet. You're going to go? Okay. TJ. Yes, sir. There is water four hours to our west. That's Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And breaking it's a, news. It's a better beach. <laughs> breaking uh, I doubt that, very seriously. And we have Disney. Uh, not in this state, you yeah. don't. Not, not, in this, no, not in this desert. In the other one. <laughs> well, right. But uh, in any event... Um, yeah. To, All right. I, I've been educated today that Florida's not a destination place. Tell, tell that to the I said, tens of millions. I said Hillsborough County. Well, specifically. You're a suburb of Tampa. Tampa so I'm just correct. saying, yeah. No, I, I told you before, I would have no problem you know, going to Tampa. If you can get buck power there when I'm there, uh, arrange it. I'm down. Hey, listen to me. I have to tell you this. For the last, like, 12 hours, he's been trying to get in contact with me from England about whether or not you're going to go see TC. Are you going to see TC on the show today? He's more excited, I think, than I am about this possible meeting. And uh, Paul Buckpower, Stuart Buckpower.com, in his paradise now that the football season is here, yeah. is informing me that not only do we have the uh, the walk-up music for him, but we have breaking news. Whatever the walk-up well, music is. More breaking news? He is apparently like coming. Guy comes in, he starts directing the show. He's coming, Buck Power Stewart, Stewart stateside. He is apparently looking at November. Okay. So clear your calendar. Is he coming this far? No, I don't think he's coming this far west. He's coming to Champa Bay, where we win a lot, to that area. Well, Should you, we get, you used to win a lot, yeah. Well, recently, yeah. in the 2020s. Okay. Now, Chuck, you can dispose of this. You can record scratch this right now. So, please. <laughs> All right. Mm. So, speaking of, let's, okay. Now, 
But he's coming in November is the okay. answer to your question. I have really let you off the hook because I'm not that vengeful guy. I've never been that vengeful guy. You've let guy. me off the hook with regard to what? Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. Now, you remember coming on the show and what you said during the month of April. Mm-hmm. Okay. With your Tampa Bay Rays. Right. Historic season, everything. So far, yeah. Okay. Now, and again, you, you'll remember, and you're, you're a guy that, you know, you'll tell it like it is. What did I say to you in April? What did I say about the Tampa Bay Rays and as this season unfolds? You Do you said remember it, what I said? You did say it is a long season. Yes. I did agree with you that it would more than likely level off, which it has begun to. Yeah. But you do understand, while you were saying that in April, they got off to like the second best start in the last 40 years of Major League Baseball. Yeah. You kept saying in April, oh, this is going to level off. They started 30-5, and five, my friend. Exactly. They started 30-5. and five. And? And you do realize they don't take those wins back. <laughs> Come August and September, you do realize to make the postseason. That, that they have been the talk for the last month throughout Major League Baseball of having the worst record of of anybody outside of maybe the A's and the Cardinals. Right? Actually, the Cardinals may the A's maybe being be, the team that's coming here to yeah. this destination uh, town. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So right. I'm just saying, I'm not you know bagging on your team, but I'm just saying that you have been you've gone ultra silent. And not even acknowledging well, There's, not, there's not a lot. No, no, look. There's I not mean, a lot to talk about. Your, came, your record is upside down the last couple months. Correct. In the month of July in specific. Right. And so there are people coming out from under their rocks. I won't name names. <laughs> out of their caves that were very quiet in April and yeah. May as this continued. It's like the first week of the season, Marco. We were around each other in the Final Four right. uh, in Houston, Texas. We brought that up. And I think you were even on the show that yes, weekend it, from the Final were. Four right. Did, right. Uh, uh, remotely. Um, and the Rays had won like the first two or three games. And T.C. Martin's going, settle down. Settle down. It's not going to last. <laughs> bad baseball team. I mean, you bad were acting market. like they were blah, already, blah, blah. already sizing so you the, for your rank They already. get to 6-0. <laughs> T.C. Martin's like, uh, well, you know, you know, it's going to level off. Just wait. They get to 9-0. and They get to 13-0. and They get to, like, 17-2. and I know. The doctor, the doctor, you talk about crickets. Numchuck, where's your crickets? No. I'm not hearing from you. You're not calling me back. You're not saying anything because about Because there's nothing to say. Because, because the, those, those victories in April oh. don't get you a championship. Well, yeah, but they don't get taken away. You might not even you, have home field advantage. Maybe not. They may not make that's, the playoffs. Okay, but that's, I don't, I don't that's know. all I'm saying is you I do realize that from this It was ridiculous moment, how hyped you were about this. Why, why, why not? Why, why not? Because what's it the, means nothing. What's the raise you have the You have the hype. It's like the Milwaukee Brewers. I went through this in Milwaukee. Every year the Brewers got up to this great start, and they would be leading at the All-Star Breaker right there. And what happened like clockwork, July, August, Tank City. Okay. So I mean, here's what we know. It means nothing. It's 162 the, games. Don't get excited the, after 30. What's the uh, the Rays uh, payroll as it relates to the rest of Major League Baseball? Okay, but we're not talking about it. What does that have they to do are, with anything? They are 28th. Yeah. Down at the bottom. Yeah. The 28th payroll in Major League Baseball got to 30 and 5, got to 50 wins before anybody, got to 55 wins. And no before one's going to remember that well, if they flame out. You, if, right? There's the if. Right. If they flame out. They're you do team. realize right now at 19 games above 500, if yeah. they simply play 500 baseball from today yeah. through the rest of the regular season, they win 92 games with the 28th payroll. Do you like the Rays now as much as you did back in April and May? Absolutely. Sure, we're watching and we're rooting for them. They now play no, someone's I know that, but I said, do you like what you're watching? The product no. is the product on. Okay. Well, well, the reason is really all the reason matters. is the bats have gone silent to a degree. They've had injury. That's part of it. They've had injury to their bullpen. That's another part of it. Right. But I think they can regroup. I think they will regroup. Right. And I will tell you this: if they find a way to win the toughest division in Major League Baseball, by the way, with the four Godzillas payroll-wise and talent-wise that are in that division. I mean, everybody in New York is bemoaning this and that about the Yankees. The Yankees are above 500. They're just in a a tremendous division. And by the way, the Rays will play someone's uh, Astros, which have been trailing the Texas Rangers the entire season, right? Well, of course. They have been. Because of why? Because of the injuries. While we're spewing facts. So, uh, and then the Rays will then travel to New York after that. So Astros this weekend, then the Yankees coming up. And then the we'll Astros will visit the Yankees next All weekend. Right, so we'll see what we'll see what go. happens here over the course of the next few weeks. But if the Ra- my point is, if the Rays get somehow get the division win yeah. and get to kick back with McClanahan and Tyler Glasnow as a one-two punch as their starting pitchers, uh, McClanahan, by the way, was named to the All-Star game. 
uh, was going to probably be the starting pitcher had he not been injured. Yeah. Uh, more wins than any pitcher in the American League. Best ERA of any starting pitcher in the American League while we're bagging on the Rays. If you get McClanahan and Glasnow as a 1-2 in a postseason series where you have home field advantage in that that that. Uh, stadium that you love to make fun of, Tropicana Field. Yeah, yeah. The race box. race yeah. could be very tough to beat. Yeah, we'll we've see. Heard, we've heard this before. The problem is they got to score runs, and that's what happened. Well, that's what they had year. been doing. Yeah. That's yeah. what they had been doing. Yeah. Past tense. They haven't been doing it in e- July. E- exactly. We'll exactly. So we'll see what happens. All right. It's, it's Go ahead, Marshall. As good uh, as McClanahan has been, yeah. last couple starts. Yeah, he got lit up yeah. earlier. Glasnow is a better pitcher. And, Gla- Gla- and Glasnow. If you get Glasnow health, you know, now that he's sure. healthy, yeah. he's the better pitcher. Yeah. Oh, no. They it, both it, throw in excess of 97. Yeah. They bring it. Yeah, like no. the doctor back in the day. They bring it, brother. And, and that's the thing about the pitching. Mm. We talk- <laughs> wow. I don't encourage wow. this. I just do. That's... I just sit down and talk. So. so, and that's the problem with the Astros is, is the pitching. You have Framber Valdez who's back, and he's had three very bad starts, including the last game against Texas two nights ago, and you, you, you have to have that pitching. There's no question. Now, the Astros hosting the Rays this weekend. Confirmed. Deep, all right, there we go. Deep in the heart so, of Texas. Right, right. There you go. Uh, are you, are you going to go to the window at all? Since you're here at the world-famous Superbook. I have to confess. Listen, you are at the world-famous Superbook, Mr. Tourist. I am. You've got, to, put a, you've got me, to place a bet down. Let me confess. I don't bet things that I don't understand enough about. Why? I mean, I wait, might wait, as well We're talking just, about the Rays I understand. and the Astros. I understand. You just, uh, you, but I don't understand you know Rays. Major League Baseball wagering enough on what to get on, what not to get on now. You're I betting the up, winner. That's all you're doing. I, let, I, I, I lean to my man, Marco, who gives me advice on, yeah. on these kind of things on what to look for. You're just betting the winner. Do you think they're going to win today? So, what do I get for that? What for what? Okay, What's so, the what for what so wager? Go What's the what for so what wager? Like tonight? 130 right now, right, Marco? Uh, last I saw it was 115. 115, correct. That's yeah, right. 115. Okay. So, I'm laying 115 by taking the raise, or I'm getting yeah. plus 115? No, you're no. laying 115 if you take the raise. And what so is the win? I don't even know, because I've been in the boxing world for two days. Who's the starter tonight? Because McClanahan, McClanahan, I think, is going tomorrow. McClanahan, McClanahan, McClanahan is tonight. tonight. Against Javier tonight. I'm down with that. Right See, now, there is you and me. Yeah. Now this would this would possibly be a dinner bet if you would make yourself available to go to dinner for the five days that I'm actually okay. in your town. Now listen to this Hammenager, okay? Numchuck, you better chill back there. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> no. All right, I'm gonna tell you why, okay? I I told this man I I have one night available. It was last night, okay? I, I dined by myself last night. Last night was your night. That's not and, unusual and, no, no, for you, though. And, and what does he come with? He goes, oh, yeah, I got invited to the WBC dinner, and I'm going, listen. Well, right. If you want, and I, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to you. I haven't heard about that. But I can guarantee you I would have treated to you. I would have treated you to a much better know. dinner than you had last this night was, at the WBC. This was quite interesting. And, yeah, and you could understand me with the dinner conversation because I know last night you weren't understanding anything anybody said at the WBC so I, dinner. I did get a last-second invite. <laughs> Right there, and and I was there for last night. I was trying to get with you before that, trying yeah. to get with you today. Dude, I've been out of town. Okay, I, you know I'm that. well aware. I, right. fill, I filled in on yeah. your show last yeah. night. Yeah, thank you. The, <laughs> the North American tour yeah. has gone but on. Last night, you're talking to a guy night. who sat on these yeah. airwaves yeah. for yeah. you. Last night was your window. And I, you bypassed your night. I come to your town for five days, and my window is a three-hour period on a Thursday. I got you now, Sunday. I How about do, Sunday? You going to stay till Sunday? I, I am you. staying till Sunday. And you, then the airplane leaves. What time does the, the airplane leaves early Sunday afternoon? That's no good. But, That's Sunday night dinner. So the, there we is get, a very, we got a ball game sh- Sunday have afternoon. Have you shared this with the audience about tonight? Because tonight's a tremendous excuse. Of all the times to blow me off, tonight's a tremendous excuse with what's going on. I, I haven't. I haven't shared that. You haven't shared this. No. We do have more breaking news. On I this don't show. know. I don't know. I. It is tonight. It is tonight, but that's not for public. What do you mean? It's not for public announcement. It's not. I thought the media covers these things. The media in Florida covers these things. No, no. This, your lazy, your lazy media in Las Vegas doesn't find out about these things. And no, cover they, these they, things? they don't send out press. No, no. no. I'm talking about the media's job is to find these things out. Yeah, yeah. This is no. No, I'm not saying anything about what's going on tonight. You will see after the fact, or you'll get a, a post. <laughs> it's like no, the CIA will tell you who we took out after we do it. So that's the doctor here on a Friday at the Westgate. Listen, <laughs> if, if my organization is not sending out a press release i'm not gonna okay. do it okay that's right. i'm not one of these rogue media guys now you know so here we go again this guy and i okay we go back years and he works for in uh, the tampa bay Buccaneers. that's correct okay how many times 
when you had shared something with me confidentially, or you would say, "Hey, I can't say this," and I, I respect that. Correct. So I'm doing. Well, the exa- usually, this is the exact <laughs> same thing. No, no, no. This is not the exact same it thing isn't. because usually you were wanting me to come on and talk about why Jameis Winston is suspended <laughs> from the NFL. Well, we knew that because he's stealing crab legs we again. Have to, we have to make it clear. That's where you missed a nunchuck. I, I mean, come on, where were you? That was that was the drum roll right there. I have to make it clear that I would like to keep my employment. Yeah. So thank when, you. When but when we come to something like this. It was a media event, while we're being cryptic, in Florida to the point that there was a red carpet around it and the media was talking to everybody about it. So I didn't realize that in the famed town of Las Vegas that we act like it's the CIA, we don't publicize it, and the media doesn't hustle to find out what's going on and go cover it anyway. We're talking about two different things here. We're talking about the same thing in two different sports. Did, Did you have two ceremonies? I'm telling you, no, did, no. Did you no. have two ceremonies? No, no, there was there was one ceremony. No, no, right. there was one ceremony okay, so, for what we're talking about. Right. And the media covered so, it on the red carpet. So that's the thing. It was one ceremony. This are These are two separate ceremonies. What is two separate ceremonies? What you're doing tonight yes. is happening again. Yes, because it already previously happened. Well, and that was, that was for public use. This is not. I understand. Okay. okay. Now I sort of understand. Yeah. See, sort what of. you're talking about, you were, you know... Did you get your gift that night? Yes. Okay, you got it that night. Correct. Okay? Our organization does it a little bit differently. Okay. One, one is a now a is smart a, listener is a to the galactically famous TC Martin show has pretty well figured out what we're talking about while you're not mentioning yeah. it. Yeah, I like that. I kind of like that about the show. But let's just be clear about one thing. I have been here since Wednesday, and I had to come to the Westgate to find you. Here on the program. I arrived into town on Wednesday. I understand that. Okay. And I was always Wednesday here. night. Yeah. And here I am 48 yeah. hours later, and i got to come find the doctor Well, in your town. That's that's it. You, I apparently had to get on your you're calendar. Waste, and you're wasting your your precious airtime in bitching and complaining. And I, you're I, on the clock right now. The only, thing, the only thing that I know is that apparently I had to be on your calendar in 2022 for this week, for this week in 2023. That and whatever's going I had on tonight great, I had, is, I had, it, is exactly had, like the CIA. I had two great dinner options lined up for you last night. And okay. one one is I was going to reciprocate, you know, because I you know was going to take you back to the establishment we went last time. I understand. And because I had been hearing, you know, for two years, even though he offered to take me out to dinner, how he had to pick up the check, even though he offered the dinner. So I was going to, sh- you know, shut him up and say I'm I'm going to I'm going to take you back there. Last and you were not available. You were available, but you chose not to dine with the doctor. I was suddenly not available. Mm-hmm. I you was chose not available. Did you have a choice? Did you have a choice? I did. You had a choice. Absolutely. And you, and you chose. Look, all I can say to you... Suleiman. You chose Suleiman. You chose Suleiman over Martin. And Mauricio is a tremendous Dallas Cowboys fan while he's at it. So that became the discussion, not boxing about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. But in any event, when your CIA event is over with, when your covert operation is over with tonight, they're still tomorrow. It's good. They're still like tomorrow night. They're still Sunday before I'm gone. Tomorrow night, we got boxing. I understand that. All right. We do. After boxing? Maybe. Okay, there we this go. This is your well, turn, hold babe. We'll, we'll hold it open for you. All right, uh, so here's what I was getting at, okay? No, McClanahan, advantage tonight, possibly. We'll see. You, I will I will wager with you if you want to bet the series. So it's just two out of three. Best of three. Yeah. And you have we wager? And you have the we, dinner. These loaded wagers from T.C. Yeah, Martin. A trip you, to Tampa. Right, right. Yeah, I win. It's all expenses to Tampa. You win. You'll no, get no, a no, hot listen. dog here at the Westgate. We, <laughs> these, these are the T.C. Martin wagers. Wow. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. You can take it or not. I mean, again, you're the favorite. What are we wagering is the question. Well, a meal, yeah. And is that meal going to yeah. happen before I depart on Sunday? No, you're going to be gone. Well, it depends. <laughs> if either team wins the first two games... The CIA event notwithstanding, you're telling me yeah. there's no way that this happens Saturday night, for example, after the fight, or Sunday morning. Okay, do you hear what I said? It's best two out of three. I understand, but if somebody so wins if somebody the first sleeps, two games, if then, somebody wins the first two games. Yeah. I, I think we. I know you have that. a public school education like I do, yeah. but two <laughs> minus one still means that you won yeah. if you win the first two. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. A winner, could, you asked me when would be determined. Well, if the team wins two it's in a, a row. It's a day game that, tomorrow, tomorrow right? Three. It's a day game tomorrow. I don't know. I believe it is. Yeah, probably. I believe it's a day game National tomorrow. National television. Yeah. So there you go. 
Okay. So we'll see. If you don't want to make the wager, you will not have we'll to. Make, I'm not tracing, we'll make the right? wager. Yeah. The, the good news I mean, for it's me just, is it's just a series. It's not like the, the, it's not like a playoff series. The good news for me apparently is I don't have to pay off this weekend because you're not available. You're in the CIA tonight. <laughs> you're doing whatever tomorrow. And, and again, you and only get here. You only t- every two or three years. You already right. missed the once in a lifetime opportunity because he was actually paying last night. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Right. A lot. Right. It doesn't happen. Alligator <laughs> arms going for the for the uh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know. He wonders why he doesn't get the invite more often. I mean, this ridicule. All I, all I know is I came to find you. I'm here. I'm taking you the keep brunt. You saying that, and I appreciate I, that. I, I, I'm taking Aren't the you brunt. happy that you're here? I'm taking Take the some pictures. I mean, I'm this is the, the, the world-famous Superbook. My friend, I've already put the picture up. I okay. tagged the Westgate. I love it. It's done. Right. So I'm enjoying being here. And I'm looking forward to the Spence Crawford fight tomorrow night. I know you got the Hall of Famer Joe right. Cortez coming on to talk about that. Right. I know he's got a Yankees hat on. Well, he, that's where he's from. He's aware that they're in last place. My, man, my man's the, the, the pride of the Bronx. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, him and I are going head-to-head with Astros-Yankees right, next weekend. Good enough. Which I'll be at. Good enough. Uh, right. who, do you, who do you got in the fight? That is Errol Spence that's going to win tomorrow night. Oh, oh forget, okay, forget that Forget that last Astro, this, uh, Astro raise bet. All right. <laughs> How much would you like to lose to me this weekend besides the Astros and the Rays you, and now the fight? You, you name Shall it. Shall we keep going? You you name it. Errol Spence wins the fight. You're tomorrow. on the wrong side. Okay. We'll see what happens there. All right. Very famously, do you, now do you, you will be do reminded you, forever. Do you want to do You tried to tell me for a whole week you, how you I was on food? the wrong side you, with the Buccaneers do do at Lambeau. Yeah, right. Do you want food? Do you, still, do you want food or cash? What do you prefer? Well, let's just do food. But that requires that requires you to actually get with me <laughs> after this is over with, which will, be this in this case, be Saturday night. Saturday so it night? Could, it uh, could be okay. two things okay. after Saturday night. It'll be Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay. We'll see what happens yeah. after the fight on Saturday. All right. Saturday night. It's a bet. TJ Reeves, believe it or not, do appreciate you. Finding I, me I and coming always, here. I always right. love being on with the galactically famous T.C. Marco. In person, too. This Go is the second time. On. I've come right. and found you at the Westgate. And uh, Marco, make sure he behaves for the final 30 minutes here at the Westgate, if that's at all possible here on a Friday. Good luck with your CIA event that we'll hear about afterwards. <laughs> we were successful in taking out those terrorists you're, you're, a year and a week later. Uh, it's unbelievable. You're, you're the guy that just came here and stirred all this up. I mean, I was, we, were, we were having a great show. <laughs> so, yes. All right. The show will improve dramatically with our next Hall of Fame guest. So you hope. Coming up next, Joe, Joe Cortez in the house. I'm fair, but I'm firm. This is boxing referee Joe Cortez. I always listen to the T.C. Martin Show. We are back here inside the world-famous Superbook in Westgate, Las Vegas. Of course, every Monday through Friday at 2 to 4 p.m. in studio most of those days. But, of course, on Fridays, our Friday home is here at the Westgate. Uh, get signed up for the Super Contest. You can sign up now. Five picks, five NFL picks each and every week. And uh, they're also paying out not only for the grand prize, but you've also got 11 in-season contests as well. The best contest, the long-standing contest here in Las Vegas, the world-famous Superbook. $1,000 entry gets you in, or if you really want to play with the big boys, the $5,000 winner-take-all Super Contest Gold gets signed up here through September the 9th here inside the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Royalty has joined us like he customarily does, especially when we have big fights on the weekends. And the International Boxing Hall of Fame referee, my man, Jolton Joe Cortez. He is Mr. Fair but Firm. What is up, brother? Hey, you know, keeping my guys up at all times. Yeah. Keep myself going. You know, I feel pretty good. No, you, not bad, not you're bad. looking great. What are you talking about? Not you got bad. your Yankee hat on today, too. You're not, sporting not, the old not, school. Not bad for the old guy. I still got a little spark of the old flash, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Cortez, my man. All right, Joe. Uh, we got a big fight, as we know, coming up here uh, tomorrow night. How excited are you about this fight? It's going to be a good one. It's a fight. You know, I like to see two fighters in their prime. They're two fighters in their prime, and they're going to be doing it good. And uh, they're both undefeated. You know, they're both... The people say, Joe, who do you like? I say, well, you know what? I, I put it to you this way. Sean Porter fought both of them. Yep. Sean Porter gave Errol Spence a tough fight. And uh, Crawford yep. knocked him out. Exactly. I can't say. You, you figure it out. Right, right. And Kel Brook, too. I mean, there was two common opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porter and Brook. But I think, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think Sean is the best one to really use as the comparison. Yeah, yeah. 
It's gonna be a good, gonna be a good one. I mean, the fans are gonna see a good fight. They're gonna get their money's worth for sure. It'll probably be one of those fights like I put up in the in the in the class like with the the Hagler, and Hearns, and Leonard, and Roberto Duran. You know that 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 league. You know. I was gonna ask you about that. So when you have, you know. Two bohemists, two guys that are at the top of their game right now. One is, you know, thirty-eight and zero. The other guy is is, is twenty-eight and zero, and both have knockout power. But they're the kings of the welterweight division here. Where does that does this does this fight have that type of of juice that you can compare it to some of those great ones that that either you officiated or that we've seen here in the past? You know, I hope it has that kind of. Uh of that uh, potential, I, I, it may it may be that kind of a fight. Cause they both, I mean, they both approved their their record. I mean, they both got great skills. I mean, it should be in that league. But we'll see Saturday night. I mean, I got a feeling going to be that kind of a fight. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about each fighter here. Uh, Terence Crawford. We've seen him fight quite a bit here in, in Las Vegas. Probably he's maybe fought maybe the the, t- uh, the tougher competition. Uh, but as we know that you know both these fighters have gone periods where. Um, they've been inactive, or they haven't faced the top-level competition because, as we know, uh, you know Crawford was under Bob Arum and top rank, tried to make a lot of these fights. Uh, Al Heyman had all these other fighters and under under one umbrella, and it was very, very tough to get these guys together. Do you think, Joe, that you know this is this fight is almost maybe two or three or four years too late? I don't think it's too late because they're both still in their prime. You know, they're not they're not finished yet. They still got something left for them. I mean, it's a kind of a fight. I mean, it's it's like not like the old days. Right now, it's like a business, you know. Yeah. And the uh, you got the uh, the same city body. They kind of try to control a lot of what goes on with the with the rankings, with the champions. And you know, and these fighters don't fight as often as back in the days, yeah. but they will fight three, four times a year. Now they're lucky if they fight once a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people want to see them fight more often. How do you think uh, the state of boxing is right now, just from comparison to those glory years? And like I said, I mean, you officiated so many great world championship fights. Uh, this has been a good year for boxing. We've had, you know, Lomachenko and Haney. We had, you know, Davis Garcia. Now we're having this one here tonight. But you had a you know, Monte Davis. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a couple of good ones. They're good. I hope this. I hope it's back. You know. Bob has peaks and valleys. I think it's at its peak right now. Right. Coming back up again. Let's see this tomorrow night. We'll show, we'll show if we're back at it, at it again or not. Is there the politic factor that we always talk about in the sport? Is it uh, more so now than it was, say, in the 70s and the 80s and maybe the early 90s, or is it pretty much the same, do you think? I think it's more politics involved now. Yeah. It's a lot more, more of a business now. Because you basically, know, there were only like maybe two promoters or three promoters back in those days, yeah, right? But, yeah, now you got, you, got, you got four or five good ones out there today. But it's, uh, it's a lot of, uh, you know, with social media now, I mean, it's really banging it up bigger than, than ever before. I mean, you get more publicity, you get more pay-per-views, I think, because... The, the, I mean, these fighters have a big following, like Ryan Garcia did with uh, with Tabonte Davis, you know. Right. But remember uh, Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather, that that was a big following, it was one of the probably the, the largest pay per view in, in the history of boxing. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, tomorrow night will really show who you know these guys really got got what it takes to show to sell the boxing back to the fans. Mm-hmm. Styles make fights, right? That's what we always say. That, that's for sure. That's for sure, right? So does this fight? Have that style. What is what does this fight look like to you stylistically? Oh, stylistically, I look at Roberto Duran and uh, and uh, maybe Sugar Ray Leonard type of a fight because I put Crawford in there, like Roberto Duran a little yeah. shorter, more of a puncher, you know. And you know, Earl Spencer taller, a little taller. I mean, Earl Spencer gonna come in at like 160, 165 tomorrow night after the weigh-in, you know. Yeah. They're gonna come in pretty heavy. And Earl Spencer's pretty big boy, but you know, uh. uh Terrence Crawford, you know, he's a good boxer. He can know how to work the body, gets inside. I hope he starts working the body more than he did in the past, you know. But we don't forget one of them is a lefty, so it's a, it throws, can throw you off a little bit, too. Now, Crawford, we've seen Crawford go both ways. He's yeah. very unorthodox in that way. I mean, he can, he can go southpaw. He can go righty. I mean, Terrence Crawford is a very smart fighter, too. Well, you know, that's what you need in boxing. You know, sometimes the trainers, I thought that, I thought that I said sometimes you got to train the trainers because some of these trainers, some of them are good. But some of them are like never really been to that level, you know, like back in the old days where you had really old class, you know, old style fighting, you know. 
I mean, you got to know how to adjust to, to the fight. Like I said, a lot of trainers don't train their fighters. If you're hurt, what do you do? Yeah. You got to train for that as well. The only train train to go, you know, forward all the time. Show me if you're hurt. When well, sometimes you got to take a knee, man. You know, you I rather take a knee than to get knocked out. You know, right. so that, some fighters they're not trained for that. Some trainers don't know how to train fighters. They're not trained how to how to do to win, 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 win. What do you do when you're in trouble? You know, besides holding. You know, there's a lot of things you got to do. If you're cut, if you got a cut, you know, maybe you got to turn south poor. You got to turn the other way to keep to keep your distance away. You know, from from the from the punches hit, hitting you. So there's a lot of things. But Crawford, he adjusts real good. Of the two, he's the best when it comes to adjustment. Who has the advantage when it comes to the corner in this fight, as far as trainers? I mean, we're talking about Derek James, just one you know trainer of the year last year. He is uh, Earl Spence Jr.'s uh, trainer, and then you know we see a uh, uh, big Bo over there, in you know who's. Bomack has been uh, Crawford's trainer for, for many, many years as well. Again, both are undefeated, and they've both been with each other's uh, trainers for a long, long time. Do you, do you see one trainer being better than the other? You know, to me it's a toss-up. I mean, I mean, they both are really excellent trainers. I mean, Spencer's trainer, got you know, he got a Trainer of the Year award. That's great. But Crawford's been with his trainer for his whole career at the pros, you know. Yeah. And Crawford has been doing pretty good, you know. I mean, his trainer didn't get the award of, of the trainer of the year, but uh, it's going to be a toss-up. It's going to be a good one. Brian McIntyre is a good, yeah, I mean, good trainer they, for Crawford. It's going to be good. It'd be like watching Angelo Dundee, you know, mm. and with uh, with uh, uh, Fudge. You know, Eddie two, Fudge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Fudge yeah. and Angelo Dundee. But Eddie Fudge was in, it was in uh, both corner, and uh, Angelo Dundee. You know, well, Angelo Dundee, well, let, let, let put you there. Angelo Dundee worked in the corner of, of a fighter and a fudge in the other corner. Those kind of a trainers. I mean, the two two top trainers out there. They, they know the game inside out. You know, they know how to how to tell their fighters to change the style and what to do to adjust. Mm. And these two trainers tomorrow, they're in that same league. Mm. The Hall of Famer, Joe Cortez, one of the best referees ever in this sport of boxing. You've refereed so many championship fights, not just here in Vegas, but all over the world. And I always love you know talking to you about the, a lot of those great old fights. Speaking of trainers, you got a story or two of uh, a fight that you officiated where maybe you, you saw you know a trainer do something either kind of you know funny or something. Or what was your your banter like? Did you ever have any banter with trainers? I never had a problem with trainers, you know. I just, I just, you know, I watch them close. But that's why we have inspectors in the corners. Yeah. You have the inspectors to watch anything that may be going wrong in the corner. And but there was a fight not that I referee, but there was a fight when uh, Patamar Lewis was trading uh, Aaron Pryor, right. and he fought Alexis Arroyo, and and it was a tough fight. And that's the you know the the court the, the club gave the ball of water. He said no, no, not that one. The one that I mixed. <laughs> That, that always stays in my mind. Said, what the hell was he talking about? Yeah. What went wrong? And remember what he did with, when he had Louis Resto, when Louis Resto fought Billy Collins Jr. in Madison Square Garden. And uh, I'm a Tony Perry was the referee. And uh, Louis Resto, uh, Panama Louis, removed the padding from inside the yeah. glove of Louis Resto and beat the hell out of uh, Billy Collins. And at the end of the fight, he wasn't able to knock him out, but he became a pounding, and Billy Collins was all discombobulated from all the punches he would receive that night. And um, Billy Collins Sr. went to shake his hand and felt like there was no padding in there. Hey, wait a minute. You know, hey, wait a minute. Hey, 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 commission, commission, hey, ref, come here. He got no padding in the glove, you know. So they, 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 they checked him out and sure enough, he had no, he removed the padding. Yeah. He ended up going to jail. He yeah. lost his license forever. Right. Remember. He, he was banned from boxing. Louis Russell was also banned from boxing. But you know, I, that never happened to me, but what, but that's why we in the corners and the inspectors we always check the gloves out carefully because we always remember what happened 30 years ago, you know, 35 years ago. Some crooked stuff could go in there, so the inspectors in the dress room have to make sure that nothing's going wrong in there. You got to make sure that everything is right in the corners. Where you to make sure what, what you what you're giving them. The adrenaline, adrenaline, one in one thousand. Sometimes they may bring their own mix. So the commission got to be watching, and the commissioner, the inspector, got to be watching what kind of a 
addressing the quagling, they're putting on the cut of the eye, all little things that people don't know about, but this is what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And these are the things that the referee, you're the captain of the ship, and you got to be watching everything in there, mm-hmm. and you got to be at top of your game. But that's why you come a good, experienced referee, knows what the hell's going on. That's what we need. We also need a commission that can know, that know the only thing can go out of the game. So everybody got to be on top of on top of it, making sure nothing goes crooked, because you never know what goes on in there. You, you bring up such a good point because the referee, like I said, has control of that ring, and so much really depends on the referee right. on you know what his judgment is, what he's seen, and you have to pay attention to so much. You know when to stop a fight, when not to stop a fight. You know the blows and deducting points and everything, and you have a huge responsibility. And I don't think a lot of fight fans realize that they just think, "Oh, the referee." No, he has a huge responsibility. But first and foremost, I know that you, oh, probably you'll finish the sentence for me. Is your responsibility is to protect the fighters right. at all times? I mean, that's really it. But talk about like in 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 your fights that you officiated about. Did you ever, like, second-guess yourself, like, oh, maybe I should have stopped that, or maybe I should have let that one go? I can only imagine with, you know, all of those type of decisions being scrutinized so much that it's tough for a referee. It's tough for a referee. You know, you have to always be on your toes. you got to be thinking good on your feet. You're a referee. You're under the microscope. The judges, especially the judges, judges and referees are both under the microscope. You have to be on top of your game. That's what I tell referees when I get seminars. I teach referees, especially young ones coming up. You have to be thinking about everything at all times. You can't just be focused on one particular. You got to be multitask. You know, you, you got you, you got to be able to chew gum and walk at the same time. Right. Some people can't do that. You got to be at top of your game at all times. You got to be sharp. You got to be watching the corner. You got to be watching the fighter. You got to be thinking about how this fight is. He taking a pounding. He, how is, he, is he winning? Is he losing? You got in your mind. You got to be thinking. You got to be like a calculator, thinking in there. Oh. What the heck is going on? Get the wheel got to be spinning. You got to be thinking, looking at both sides, looking and thinking about where do I stop it? Where do I call the doctor? Where do I give a warning? Where do I take a point? Where do I get, where do I disqualify a fighter? There's so much that goes on in there. Big responsibility. But you got to have thick skin to be a referee in the ring. It's not easy. Yeah, Joe Cortez, uh, the man. All right, man. Who you got tomorrow night? Who you got? Well, I'll tell you, I, it, it could be tough. You know, I still think like a, like a referee. <laughs> you know, I try to be neutral. You try to be neutral. I got to be neutral. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a real good one. You know, but I, I can tell you that it's going to be a. Uh, I remember when I refereed Roberto Duran and uh, Iran Barkley. You know, I went in there open-minded thinking to myself, I know Duran been through hell. I know that Barkley just knocked out Tommy Hearns. And Tommy Hearns had knocked out Roberto Duran. But you got to go in there open-minded to yourself. Anything can happen, you know. And what happened that night, you know, Roberto Duran beat Iran Barkley yep. for the middleweight championship of the world. Yes. I mean, the middleweight championship. Yeah. And beating a young 28-year-old, yeah. anything can happen in boxing. You have to be prepared. So that's why I say, as a, an official, you have to be neutral, never pick sides. Just, just be ready for anything for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like when a fair man came into the yeah. ring. Anything can happen. <laughs> I was there, brother. <laughs> and so were you. <laughs> the fan man. Yeah. Caesars Palace Outdoor. That was that, crazy. That, that was Bill's Lanes. Yeah. By, by, that by, was, that's right. Right, right. But you were there. I was there. No, yeah, no, no. The, on the side. I, but I was... I, I refereed the first and the third fight. That's was, what I'm saying. But you yeah, were, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Were, you it was crazy. Yeah, you said yeah. to yourself, "What the heck? Yeah. Well, how the hell did this happen?" Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I say you got to be prepared for. And sometimes the, the, the ropes can break on you. Sometimes I see the ring cave in. Yeah. You know, what the hell can you do? The lights go out completely. There's no lights. What do you do? Yeah. You got to be prepared for the unexpected. Anything can happen in this world. How about was it Riddick Bowe and Andrew Galata? Oh, that, yeah, that, that was, was the Garden, right? That was yeah, when Galata kept hitting the Riddick Bowe low, yeah. and uh, uh, Rock Newman grabbed him for me, had to stop. And didn't didn't Mama come in with a shoe? Sir, Bubba was sitting in. Yeah, I mean, they was crazy, man. Hey, it was just a, a crazy thing. You got to be prepared for the inspector. That's why we have yeah. policemen at ringside. We have inspectors. They all have to be ready right. to anything that can happen. You know. You can see the craziest thing in boxing. I mean, you see some things in boxing that you never see in any other sport. You trained quite a few referees as well, too. Uh, give us some, some thoughts on, on, on some of the, the finer referees that you have seen since you've retired. Well, I've, I've helped out Kenny Bayless, yep. Tony Weeks, Russell Mora, Benji Estevez, Mike Ortega, uh, 
there's been so many referees. I've got uh, Thomas Taylor uh, came into my house one time in my gym, in my ring. Uh, uh, Jack Reese had been to my house also. And I give it to you guys all, all pointers. I try to help all the referees, you know. I said to myself, I always got to pay forward. You can't only think about yourself and about what I accomplished. I know what I've accomplished. I have no ego. I just want to help out everybody. I always pay forward. You know, be a good guy and be loving to my colleagues out there. You got it. All right, brother. Uh, how about the Yankees? What's happening to your Yankees this year? Well, I don't know. I hope that they they, that they come back and, <laughs> and do better. And the guy, the judge, got to do something, come back again the way he was before. You know, and uh, there's a lot of good, fight, good good players out there. I'm not much into I don't follow the sport that much, yeah. but I'm proud to wear my Yankee hat. You got it. <laughs> I know you used to love the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. You know? New Yorker, you know how I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you follow much uh, other sports at all right now? No, Any not really. Football, you know, basketball, anything? No, no. You know, I, 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 I follow a little bit of football, watching my grandson, Bryce Hampton, <laughs> who just graduated from Purdue University. We were hoping that, that he would get picked in the draft, but it didn't happen. Yeah. But he started out as a coach. Uh, he had Snow College in Utah. This week he moved over there. They hired him as a coach. and But he made this. Some other teams still looking at him. He told the uh, administrators at the Snow College, a junior college that he went to a while back before going to uh, Purdue University. Mm-hmm. So he took the job, you know, and he told him, if they call me for an XFL or the NFL, anybody calls me, he said, I'm going to leave. They said, that's okay. But right now, football is off season, so he can work at Snow College until January, see what happens. All right. Bryce go. Hampton, number zero for Purdue. He did okay. Yeah. Well, the Raiders drafted the quarterback <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Purdue. Yeah. They, exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah. So we'll see if you know, yeah, yeah. He, he makes the team. We're going to back up uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. So we're hoping that uh, Bryce Hampton, hopefully my grandson, hopefully someday something happens. But if not, I said, you got that degree. They got that paper. Yeah. That goes a long way. You, you're, a co- you're a coach right now. That's uh, college. You know, you never know. From there, that could be the beginning of your career. Maybe you were born to be a coach like me. I went into boxing. Right. I didn't make it. But uh, I didn't become a champion in boxing as a, referee, as a fighter. Right. But I made it as a referee. And maybe they're calling it for Bryce to be a coach. You never know. So did you ever think that, okay, like when you're fighting, like, I mean, did you, obviously, what did you think of referees when you were a fighter? Did you ever think, uh, okay, I, that could be I, me someday? I, I, I never, never even paid attention to them. And when I got the call one day. Yeah, who talked you into being a referee? Who, was, who lit it, your fire it, it with that? It was a policeman in New York, policeman named Pat Masher. The day after I got married, I went to Puerto Rico. I was working at the Elkham Kids at the hotel. And I, I had some flyers at the hotel. I was the executive manager of this hotel. And I, I got a call for the operator. This gentleman in the lobby, uh, Pat Mash, wants to talk to you. I said, Pat Mash, then brings a bell. Hey, Mr. Mash, can I help you? He said, Joe, I'm Pat Mash. I used to referee your fights in New York in the Golden Globe when you were winning all those championships, Golden Globe championships in New York. I said, Matt Square, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Where you? I'm in the lobby. I'll be right down. <laughs> I came down, and he gave me his phone number. We changed phone numbers. A year later, I was in Puerto Rico for eight years. And a year later, I moved back to New York. I called him. I said, Pat, how you doing? I'm here back in New York. He said, Joe, let's go out for lunch one day. We went out for lunch one day. He said, Joe, I've been thinking, you know, um, once you get involved as a referee, there's not many Hispanic referees in New York. There's only 20 Paris, the only known referee in New York City. He said, once you get involved with the Police Athletic League and see what happens. So I started with the PAL, and there was a Johnny Defoe up on Western Avenue up in the Bronx. He told me, Joe, I want you to get you started with the young kids, 10, 12-year-old kids, and see how we do I got it there. He said, Joe, you do a pretty good. Let's put you in the Golden Gloves. They were just started the Golden Gloves. I did the Golden Gloves. I did the quarterfinals, the semifinals. They said, Joe, you're not first year. Nobody does quarterfinals, semifinals. You're lucky you got that far. I got to notice I'll do the two championships. I'll do the finals. And one of the was one of them at a, at a featherweight. And he won the featherweight championship. I was the referee. And that was about only six months refereeing. They said, I know I get a call. Or Frank Morris, the deputy commissioner, the New York State Athletic Commission. He was the deputy commissioner. He said, Joe, can you come up to your office? I want to talk with you. I said, what the hell do you want to talk to me about New York Commission? I'm, I'm only referring the amateurs. He said, Joe, I've been watching you. I watched you last week by Square Garden. Referring the championship fight. You did two championship fights that night. He said, you know, I like the way you're moving in that ring. You look, you move more like a professional, more than an amateur. Because amateurs don't move that, but you're all over the ring. You're pretty quick. I like the way you move. I want to turn you pro. I said, Mr. Morris, how about you do the six months? He said, Joe, please don't waste your time with the amateurs. You got the talent to be a good uh, referee in the pros. 
I said, well, I'll be working. He said, I promise you, you'll be working every show we have. We'll give you four rounders, six rounders the first couple of years, and we'll see where you go from there. A year and a half later, they gave me a, a main event. I said, White World of Sports at NBC to go to fight. Huh. And then from then on, I went on. The five, five years into the game, I did my first world title fight in Atlantic City. Uh, the Jersey Joe Walker gave me a license in New Jersey. He said, Joe, uh, you're doing your first title fight. And that was uh, Aaron Pryor and began Montilla. And I remember I stopped it in the 11th round. And that was the beginning of my professional career, my first world title fight. And when I retired, from what I've been told, I don't know how to keep record, but they told me Box Red got you for 176 world championship fights. <laughs> 176. When I came out to Vegas, I came out here with 50, yeah. 50 title fights in 1992. And when I retired in 2012 with Canelo Alvarez and Cito Lopez, that was my 176 world yeah. title fight. Yeah. I said, you know, I did it all. I'm happy. I've been inducted to four Hall of Fames, the New Jersey, the World Hall of Fame in California, the Nevada Hall of Fame, and the International Hall of Fame up in California, New York, right. which is the main one. Right. And I'm happy to be inducted. You know what? I say it's time for me to pack it in after 35 years. And I'm going to keep paying it forward like I've always been yeah. doing and keep on helping out, out there. That might be my career. Truly one of the best. And uh, I appreciate your work uh, from afar in the beginning and then, you know, since I came to Vegas, like in '92, seeing you in all those championship fights and the friendship that you and I have uh, had for all these years, yeah. I just uh, appreciate it very much. You're truly one of the best referees that has ever been in there. But more importantly, and I tell people all the time, you're one of the best human beings as well, too. Like I said, always paying it forward, oh. always there, and uh, I, I appreciate you, brother. I thank you, thank you very much. My thing is loving people out there. I love to work. I, love, I talk a lot with the seniors these days. Yeah. I'm involved with different programs. I own an assisted living called La Mansion. We have seen the citizens in there now here in Las Vegas. And uh, I just love helping people. And with that, all I can tell you is God bless you all. Enjoy the fight tomorrow night. Yep. Keep your guards up at all time. Remember, guys, I'm fair, but I'm firm. Touch him up, buddy. All right, touch him up, Joe. I love it. Marco, touch him up, baby. Well, be careful, Marco. Be careful, man. Be careful. You deal, you deal with the Hall of Famer here. The man. I want to thank Joe Cortez for joining us. Uh, T.J. Reeves for stopping by this hour as well, too, from Tampa, Florida. John Murray, the uh, uh, executive director of the Superbook here at the Westgate. And, of course, Marco and I will be back at it again on Monday. Don't forget, Ace is back in action Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock start. Are you down for that, Marco? I may be there. All right. Gets the Dallas Wings, the 22-2 Las Vegas Aces. So we look forward uh, to that on Revenge Sunday. Game. Huh? It's a revenge game. Revenge game, that's true. There you go. They have a pretty high number probably in that game, too. That's <laughs> all. all right. Appreciate everyone for joining us. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Enjoy the fight tomorrow night. We'll be back on Monday. We'll recap it all for you. Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence Jr. And remember, we're here 2 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday right here. And then Friday, of course, our Friday home at the Westgate Las Vegas Hopefully, Mark will be here next Friday. I think Scott Spritzer will be here. I'll be on the road, and uh, maybe I'll check in from the road as well, too. All right. Thanks, everyone, again, for joining us today. Be cool. Be good. Strawberry letter. Not 22. 23.